Welcome to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I'm thrilled that you're joining us today. Now, I hope that um, you realize, I guess at this point, if you've been listening to the show, that my mission in life is to change that word sales from icky, sleazy, and manipulation and that kind of vibe to we really have to start thinking it's all about love, care, and respect and honoring the person that's in front of us. So of course, to help you on this journey, I have created an all-star community and we meet twice a month. You get me twice a month where you can, we talk about business and sales and clients and you name it, we talk about it. So if you're interested, the information is in the show notes, please come and play. I'd I'd love to have you. I'd love to meet you. um, And I'd like to help you on your journey of business and career. Um, additionally, if you are enjoying the show, please subscribe, share with your peeps. Let's share the magic and rate and review. I love reading the ratings and reviews. They really do warm my heart and they mean so much to me. So always thank you for that as well. Now, my motivational quote today is by Sylvia Plath and Sylvia says, and by the way, everything in life is writable about If you have the outgoing guts to do it and the imagination to improvise, the worst enemy to creativity, self-doubt. So two years ago, I don't know if you guys know this, but I wrote my book, ESP, Easy Sales Process, Seven Steps to Sales Success. Yay, it became a number one international bestseller. Um, It was exciting to create something for me that I could share with other business owners and salespeople to help them grow revenue and using my proven seven-step process that I know I've used and rinsed and repeat for four decades to get the results that I get. It's that ripple effect of the book that was, I think, the most astonishing to me. It's a great authority builder, but also a great marketing tool that was able to showcase my business, my expertise, and how I could help and support others to make more sales, more money, and do it all through this place of love, care, and respect. It was just such a powerful and humbling experience all at the same time. Now, at the time, I didn't know that publishing a book should have been a critical piece of my business plan all along. Now I had I had so many blind spots about what marketing was and how to create marketing strategy using a book. So guess what? Today I have an expert who's going to help you if you have a book or thinking about a book um, to get you to build your authority. And she's amazing. My guest is Melanie Hershorn, and she is going to help us understand marketing and how to implement a plan that gets results. Now, Melanie is a digital content creator, and her mission is to empower female entrepreneurs to land more clients and conquer their content creation challenges. She believes that clear, concise, and perfectly chosen words help businesses not only attract, but also nurture their ideal clients and customers. Now, small business owners since 2012, Melanie understands the entrepreneurial journey and for, and knows firsthand the challenges and dedication it takes to make market Uh, to market one's own company. She also has expertise and experience in content creation um, and having worked as a print radio and TV journalist and as a PR specialist in Hollywood, little show off. Uh, Please help me welcome my good friend and just amazing person, Melanie, to the show. So Mel, thanks for being on. Thank you so much, Connie, for having me. By the way, that bio is a little bit old. So I'm just like cringing a little bit. You know, as the kids say, it's cringy to listen to something old when you're like, oh, is that what I wrote? (laughs) Oh, now see, but that's an interesting point. 
our copy, our bios, it has to evolve as we evolve. Absolutely. And you want your messaging to be as clear as possible. So when, you know, all the people are listening to this right now and they're going, oh, she's a content creator. No, I'm not. Now I am a book marketing strategist. And what does that mean? That means that I help nonfiction authors craft a content marketing or just a marketing strategy to really amplify their authority using their book as a tool. And and here's the important thing. Uh, you know, seriously, when COVID hit, Mel, I what did everybody do? We I had a book on the shelf mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, this is a great time to publish. Never dawned on me to have a marketing strategy. Like I was in hyperspeed and never thought about it. And then I met you about a year after I had published, which was yeah. disappointing. And then, you know, as I've gotten to know you, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, oh, I could have, you know, the shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, but now we're here. So I hate, I, I love to help people not make the mistakes that I've made in the past. So this is, this is an important conversation. I agree, but I got to tell you, your book is relevant at this exact moment. That's true. So keep talking about it just because you published it whenever doesn't mean it falls off a cliff. You can still integrate your book into your marketing. That is true. And I do. Exactly. But that's all because I learned it from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm telling you the seven step process that you said that you have used for four decades, which by the way, you don't even look like you've been alive for four decades, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true um, that it, this repeatable process, your book is such a great way to bring in new clients and, right. and start your customer journey that way. So I think that you should keep talking about that book. Thank you. I will do that. Absolutely. That was a good vote of confidence and a little bit of oomph in my behind. So thank you for that. Well, you're welcome because you are Connie Whitman, author and, you know, international bestselling author and sales guru to the stars or sales guru to the stars. Absolutely. And yeah, it's funny because um, when I wrote the book, like people would say to me, um, well, what's your process? And I really, before I had written the book, I had to really stop and think about it when I first started my business, because I was like, what do I do that makes me successful? So everybody here has a story, has a process, has something that can help them redefine or further define their business and then publish so that they can catapult and build that no like trust factor that we really do need in the marketplace, because there's a lot of noise. A lot of noise. So first question for you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Why do we need to have that steady stream of content? Because the the part of the book is our brand, right? And it kind of just pulls everything together. So just talk to me about the importance of why you've pivoted your career or your, your business to really help authors um, find that voice out in the marketplace and come up with that stellar plan. Okay. Well, because just like you said, you took your amazing signature method, signature process, and you put it in a book, what people need to do with their book is to let others know about it. Yeah. So having that steady stream of content, always giving something valuable, of course you can ask for a sale, but just always showing up. That is what makes 
the difference. That is what moves the needle along and lets people know about you as a subject matter expert, as an author, as an authority in your space, as a thought leader. I'm just throwing synonyms now. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> so I call consistency the granny panties of marketing. <laughs> it is not very sexy, but it is a necessary thing to have. Yeah. When you show up, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, when you keep showing up, that is what moves the needle for you. So when you take your process that you have put into a book and you cull from that book and you, you know, sprinkle bits of it online, sprinkle bits of it in emails, sprinkle bits of it in your signature talk, what you're doing is you're getting people, like you said, that know, like, and trust factor. They're getting to know you and then they're going to go, oh. Well, my sales, I'm not really good at sales. I really need Connie Whitman. And oh, she has a book about it. Okay. And then they're going to read your book and they're going to go, wow, I got a lot of great stuff out of that, but I still need more. Wait a minute. She has a program. How do I sign up? Mm -hmm. So it's that evolution. Um, we, like you said, there's so much noise online, right? So how do you weed it out? People want to get to know you. It's relationship building. Yeah. That's what marketing is. Yeah. And it's the entree to that. You know, um, one of my clients, when I first started my business, um, and it was before, like, I didn't even have a website, Mel. I mean, we're talking, you know, 21 years ago where a lot of this digital stuff didn't exist or wasn't necessary, really. And this one client I was introduced to, because I only live from referrals, I, I don't make cold calls, and I haven't for about 38 years, right? To just give you some frame frame of reference there. To, to be exact, 38 years. Yes. 38 <laughs> years. First two years, I had to make cold calls. You know, we're talking 40 years ago when there was no digital. But anyway, that... That first client, when I opened my business that I was introduced to, five years I had to follow up with them. They didn't know me. I was referred by somebody who kind of knew me, right? But they didn't really know me. I was new, new doing what I was doing as a business owner. And I had to prove myself. So I would send them articles, right? I would actually mail them articles because we didn't have co necessarily computers back then or email. And I did a lot of phone follow-up and how are you and ha happy birthday and let's go out for the holidays. They got to know me, the person, forget about what I could do with them from a training on the sales perspective. That no like trust factor, it's not a new thing. It has been around forever. And I think we forget it. Here's the good news. I think it's easier now to build that no like trust factor because of Facebook and LinkedIn posts and articles where, like I know you post a lot on, on uh, LinkedIn, as do I. Those articles, people read them and they go, wow, like that was thoughtful. Wow. I really learned something from that. That builds the no like trust factor. Now we just can amplify that because of the digital presence that we have. So it's kind of a cool time to be alive and be in the space. I absolutely agree. And to even build on that, talk about live video on LinkedIn. Yeah. I get to go live and I just show, you know, I'll show up in my PJs if I need to. It's it's really like letting people see you for you. And then they get to decide, are you the kind of person who I want to know? And, you know, I'm not for everybody. I hate it, but I know it. <laughs> I'm a people pleaser, people. So I want everybody to like me, but I know that not everybody's going to like me and, and that's okay. 
Um, but at least the people who get to know you and, and they become your fans and they start commenting on all your stuff. And then they start connecting you to people. I get connection messages in my LinkedIn a lot. Hey, Melanie, I have this author I want to introduce you to, or there's a person that you need to know. And these are people, the people who are introducing me are people that I have never met in person. Yep. It's all because of the beautiful thing that is the internet. It, it, I'm telling you, it's it, and and here's the other thing too, Mel, and I don't know if you see this with your clients. Sometimes we make it more complicated than it needs to be because we get in our own head and think, oh, I have to create another article. Oh, we we panic, and then what happens is we block ourselves from letting those creative juices out to share valuable content that's in there. How do you help your clients kind of work through that to create this consistency? Because I get it. The consistency is critical for us, for people to get to know us, but how do you get your clients to do that consistent kind of download, if you will? Okay. Well, the beauty of working with me is that I help them create a spreadsheet that has a hundred content prompts on it, all taken from their book. So they don't have to think about what am I going to say? They just have to basically take their finger and put it on a square and go, today, I want to talk about this square. And that's why having a book is so wonderful. Like if you opened up ESP right now, picked a page and you'd be like, oh, I could talk about that today. Oh, brilliant. It's there. You did it already. So much of what we think we have to put out online has to be new and exciting. But remember that it's like that repetitive thing, you know, saying the same thing over and over again. That's how you really make a difference. It's not by saying new things every time, because who knows who's going to see your post? Who knows who's going to read your email? But if you if you're a broken record, it starts to work. Yeah, what's the average human, right? Our attention span is six seconds, right? A goldfish is seven. But we need to see things about, I think it's like 15 to 18 times now, where when I started my career, you know, 40 years ago, people need to hear from you about five times. That's a drastic difference. I mean, it's four decades. Yes, that's still a pretty big difference of that consistency that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It works, though, because people are like, oh, it's that Melanie again. Oh, yeah, she's the author chick. Oh, yeah, she helps uh, authors get, get um, you know, marketing and get more sales, whatever it is, right, whatever your specialty is. So I, I think that consistency. Now, you just said something which made me, me think of another question. When they go, like if I went in and I picked a page in my ESP book, right? And I landed in, let's say it's listening skill. And I go, oh, that's a good topic for me to write about for a LinkedIn article. Would you take the content literally from the book? Or would you say something like, you know, my, my article today is as I reflect upon my book, you know, I picked a page and I landed on listening. And I want to share a story recently how I helped a client become a better listener. I'm making this up right on the spot. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend that or do you recommend that that consistency from the book itself? I'm curious. Well, I love that you just went super creative on me. <laughs> and I mean, if you have the time to reflect upon what you already wrote, then yeah, that's awesome. But if you don't, then what I would do is I would take that paragraph and then just sort of rework it so that it works better on the platform that you're putting it on. Hmm. Cause if you think about 
the way often the way books are are written they're more cerebral and yes. i mean not mine but others um <laughs> and and they are maybe not as conversational so if you can take that piece of that piece that you have and maybe make it a little bit more conversational or more blog like and less mm-hmm. book like but still repurpose most of what you've written that's nice. going to save you time and brain power well and the thing is you wrote it <laughs> in your book in the first place so it it's in your head already to just tweak it a little bit becomes super super easy versus what topic what do i write how do i start right that becomes another whole big um adventure and time consuming it's time consuming when we're running a business that you know we're always on the go so that's a great idea i love it i'm going to do that i'm going to do that you should do that because yeah, you have a phenomenal book that is evergreen you know your sales process is your sales process and like you said it works yeah Rinse and repeat, right? It's tried and true. Now you recently niched down. That's why I had the old bio. So my apologies that I don't I had apologize at all because it gave us something to talk about. And and for us to say, got to keep reiterating and updating as we evolve, right? Our copy, our bio, everything needs to evolve as well. Our programs, all of that. You've niched down to really work with authors um, in the nonfiction world, right? Yes. What made you do that little pivot and shift? to niche down to that versus just marketing and content creator? Because that was a much broader perspective and, and scope. Well, it was scary. Yeah, Putting my stake in the ground was terrifying because I was like, what if nobody wants this? Except that I knew that they did because I already had three author clients. Yeah. And I was, it, it, they started coming to me. Um, I, I found it really, really hard to say something unique and exceptional and outstanding online when what I was offering was what everyone else is. Yeah. It it didn't, there wasn't anything super exciting about just telling people how to do their marketing for their service-based business. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't lighting me up. Yeah. I get that. And then when, when first a friend of mine came to me and she said, I do, she's actually a children's book author. So mm. she was, and I do work with other children's book authors too, because as long as the author has a mission, I can work with them. Um, so she came to me, she called me, she said, I'm going to be a children's book author. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to be a publisher too. And you're the only person I know who does marketing. So I'd like to hire you oh. and help me. And that was a year ago. And the strides that we have made, it's unimaginable. But then another person called and said, hey, I have an author who needs marketing help. Do you help authors? And I said, I can. So it was almost like the universe saying, (laughs) I was just going to say that. (laughs) It's like, okay, I'm listening now. And then by the third author, I was like, okay, this is kind of, you know. It's beating me in the head. A little bit kicking me in the butt. Yeah. So, so that's why. And then, but like I said, you know, it was really scary when I changed my LinkedIn bio to say helping authors with their marketing. And I was like, but what about all the other people that I can help? You know, it's like when I, when I had my nursing wear business and I thought that, you know, all 4 million women that give birth every year would be my client, my, my customer. (laughs) Good to dream big baby. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, you got a niche down. So yeah. So that's, yeah, and that's kind of how it happened. You know, it's so funny and you're a marketing expert, you know, I'm not. And when, I, when COVID hit, I took um, actually the year before COVID hit, I took a 10 week program uh, um, over Christmas and um, right before COVID and it was a marketing down and dirty marketing. And the person, the facilitator, she kept saying, um, a mile deep, not a mile wide, a mile deep, not a mile wide. So to niche down, niche down, niche down. And the irony is the right people show up and you get to do what you're really passionate about. So now you're loving working with authors, right? And, and creating this um, just dynamic uh, perspective for them to get their book out there and as well as build the know, like trust and all those things that marketing is all about. But that niching down really does make a difference. And we forget, we forget because we want to help everyone. Right. We want to help everyone. Yeah. And, you know, some of us see dollar signs in our eyes and we're like, wow, 4 million women are going to give birth. <laughs> that's a lot of nursing clothes I could sell, you know, and that's, but that was a, a very naive Melanie many, many moons ago. Again, um, we reiterate. Exactly. So I think that it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because when you do niche down, they come. Cause you're clear. Yeah. Your message is clear. It's scary though. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. But, isn't, but they come. isn't all the good things in life terrifying as soon as we come out of our comfort zone? Hmm. That's where the magic starts happening. Not easy to get there all the time, but that's where the magic always starts happening. The people listening, Mel, that like in the back of their head, they're like, oh, I want to do a book. Oh, I don't know if I can do a book. How, how, and they're just not sure of where to land. Um, what would you recommend? Like, how do they find what their idea is? Oh, goodness gracious. Well, if you are a subject matter expert in whatever you do, start there. What is your process? Talk about your signature method. That's what my book is about. It's a forthcoming book. It's with the publisher now, but it's all about marketing your book. It's called, you wrote the book. Now what? <laughs> I love it. That's a great title. <laughs> Thanks. So it, start there. And maybe writing a whole book is, is daunting. So there are so many opportunities to do collaborative books with other people. And I know, Connie, you have collaborative books in the works. Where yes, I do. Bringing yeah. people in. And that's a great way to sort of dip your toe into becoming an author and understanding how to leverage that within your business but without having the, you know, all the upfront costs of, of a book because and time, well, time too, but I'll tell you, I mean, I didn't realize now this is a little naive on my part, but I thought that when an, uh, an author gets an advance from a publisher, like a traditional publisher, that that's their money to keep. But if they don't sell all the right book, all the books they're expected to sell on the back end, they have to return their advance. I didn't know that. Wow. That's scary. And that it's, that's really scary. And so if you go the, the hybrid route, you have more ownership. And so there isn't that advance that has to be paid back. But so it just goes to show, I'm just going off on a tangent here, but it goes to show the importance of marketing, because even if you're with a traditional publisher, you need to market yourself to sell more books but take me back to what I was really talking about. Uh, if I don't have an idea. Oh, right. Sorry, I know, yeah. I know <laughs> in my heart, I want to write a book, but like what? Yeah. I don't even know so, where to go. So, right. What I'm talking about was basically barrier to entry, right? 
when you have a collaborative book, it eliminates the barrier to entry. When you decide to go with a hybrid publisher, you're paying them up front. So that helps eliminate the barriers to entry. Yeah. And if it's about what do I write? I think it's really about, you know, start with protect, like thinking about your signature method. And if you don't have a signature method, there's probably something tapping on your heart that you've wanted to write about for a long, long time. Yeah. So uh, write that. Yeah. Passion. I mean, it could be about um, parenting that you, people seem to always come and ask you about parenting. It can be your gardening and they come to you and ask you, how do your flowers grow so well? It could be something so simple that you feel, well, can everybody do that? And the answer I'm telling you, especially if you're a gardener, I have brown thumbs. My husband has to take care of the plants because I'll kill them, right? So when I see, not that I ever want to become a gardener, but if you shared um, information with me on how to keep my little house plant alive, I would read that book because I know I have brown thumbs, right? So it could be as simple as something that you do every day, but you think, doesn't everybody do that? And the answer is no, they don't. Your zone of genius is, is your zone of genius, right? Exactly. So tap into that. I love it. And, and of course you don't have to give away the kitchen sink. I mean, you don't have to tell everybody how you do everything and then just leave nothing up to imagination. Because if you think about a book, it's sort of like the, the foray, the, the entry point often, you know, somebody will read a book and then they go, Oh, I want to know more about this person. So that is, that should be your goal. Your goal shouldn't be that they go, oh, well, that was good. And they close the book and they never think about you again. <laughs> That's right. Your book is almost like a, a business card for you. It, it becomes it really a, a detailed business card because people really get a vibe of who you are and how potentially you'll be able to help them. Because as they read the book, and, and I know the way mine is set up, people come to me and say, you know, I'm pretty good at this. I'm pretty good at this. I'm not really good at this, this particular skill. Can you talk to me about that? So they've read the book. You, you've already done some self-assessment. So it's the same thing. If your book is something that I'm not good at, or I'm only halfway good at, I'm going to want to hire you because I, the book, I liked the book. I enjoyed it. I felt like you were talking directly at me. All of those kinds of things help with getting people to become clients for you as well, right? That's the name of the game. Right. And, you know, the non-monetary piece of that is to really build your credibility Sure. because then you can say, you know, I'm Connie Whitman and I am a sales expert and I wrote the book on it. You know, and and here we keep talking about, um, you know, marketing it and, and all of that. You talked a little bit about social media and posting articles and stuff like that, repurposing. What have you found with your authors? Should they focus more on the social media component or the email marketing or kind of a combo of everything? I believe it should be a combination of everything because there are pros and cons to each. So the pros of social media are that if you are on um, a big show, people are going to be watching the show and they're going to look you up on social media. They're going to find you and they're going to lurk and they're going to learn more about you, right? That no like a trust factor. Mm -hmm. But if you have something pressing that you want people to know about and you post it on LinkedIn, you don't know who's going to see it. If anyone will ever see it, <laughs> you, you, you are stuck dealing with an algorithm that you have no control over, but with email marketing, you yes, have to call your, build your own list, which takes time and effort, mm-hmm. but you then own those, uh, email addresses. And you know, that when you send out an email, 
you know if it landed in their inbox because your CRM will tell you that unless you don't have a good CRM, in which case I would recommend getting a better one. Um, But yeah, so that's just your, your, your email marketing platform will, will instantaneously let you know what went into people's inboxes and you'll know if they didn't open it. So you can then resend it with a different subject line two days later. So I, I think both. I, and and it's really funny, be, yeah. And I'll, I'll share with you, Mel. When I yeah. started this um, after COVID, right? All my clients were corporate and live, and then I started networking because you know everything stopped, the world stopped, and bi- small business owners were saying, "Con, can you help? Can you help?" And I was like, "Sure, sure, sure." And you know, read my book. That's a good place to start, right? So that they could get to know me, and they would join my list through different giveaways, summits, giveaways that I participated in. And I'll tell you, in two years, my list is is well over 3,500 and I had zero. So everybody listening, don't think, oh, it's daunting. Oh, I'll never build a list. Sure you can, but like hire somebody like Melanie so that you could create a good lead magnet. And that's just something that you give away, a free gift that spotlights some of your zone of genius, again, to start to build that no like trust factor. Then they're on your email list. And then you can kind of uh, nurture them a little bit. Sales, marketing, they're married. It's all about nurturing and getting people to know you. People don't meet you in one minute and go, oh, I'm going to buy from you. It, it, life doesn't work that way. Business doesn't work that way. So that that email list, I think, is really important. And then you share also the LinkedIn and Facebook, and you could post a little bit different. You could take the same content and kind of repurpose it for those different platforms, like we said before. But you know, I think people, Mel, they, oh, I'm never going to be able to grow a list. There's so many ways now that you can truly easily and consistently grow your list. Everything you said. Yes. And what I think is funny is that you said you're not a marketing expert, but you know a lot about marketing. Well, you you know, you got to be in the game, baby. You got to be in the game. (laughs) But I still reach out. Look, you did that session with me um, a month ago or so. And like, as much as I know, you were like, well, what about that for my, uh, the book I'm sponsoring, right? Ready, yeah. connect, grow. And you were yeah. like, Con, I don't like the way that sounds. You really should say something like, and I'm like, oh, that's good. So, <laughs> but that's the other thing too. And everybody listening, if you're really thinking about a book, you do need it. You know, you need a Connie to help with the sales, right? You need a Melanie to help you get all of that marketing plan in, in place. And I'm telling you, hiring the right people Number one actually saves you time and money, which is two precious commodities, right? Mel, as business owners, there are two things you don't want to give away freely and without thoughtful um, contemplation on it. So we don't waste that time and money. So uh, again, I, I, I just, I, I, I mean, I found our session extremely valuable. So I, you know, you know, I love you and I always refer to you, um, but people panic and think, oh, I can't do that. Sure you can. Start with a conversation with an expert and they'll fast track you to go, oh, I could do that. Right. They give you what that next step is. Exactly. And when you work with an expert, you get more than just the strategy. You also get the accountability Mm. because, you know, you can talk to me about sales till you're blue in the face. But if I just listen and then I'm too afraid to act or I'm too overwhelmed or whatever, then it's nobody's getting a good result. That's right. So that accountability piece, I think is very important. And when, you know, we were talking about just marketing in general and, and making sure that people know about your stuff and, you know, your book, for example, that, you know, you got to talk about it every day. 
you got to let people know and, and not be afraid to talk about it and not be afraid to grow your list. I had a list of 5,000, but they were new moms. And when I closed my business, I just said goodbye to the list. And I built up my new list to 30 to 3,000, a little bit over 3,000. See, you're like me. It's it's easier than we think. Don't look at the mountain. (laughs) Look at the next step. And that just always, um, always works. The other thing you said that's really very important and profound, and I want to just kind of pull the nugget from you that you said um, for the listeners is that action, right? That accountability of having someone that, you know, you're going to meet next week and you had an assignment, right? Or here's Mm -hmm. the next step. I need you to do X, Y, Z. That accountability call matters. And, you know, even you and I as coaches, we have coaches because I need to be held accountable to the stuff I'm doing information is a beautiful thing. And talking about it is a beautiful thing until we put it into action. It's just information that's kind of whirling around in our head. That's really not going to move the needle. That's not going to help us build a list. That's not going to help us build the no like trust factor. You, you got to put things into motion. I love that about the accountability. I, and I absolutely agree. I have two coaches <laughs> that keep me accountable for different things. And yeah, yeah I couldn't do it without them. Um, yeah. I ha- it, it, what you said reminded me of, I have a client who calls me coach. Um, <laughs> coach <laughs> he's, Bell. Yeah. He's like, okay, coach, what should I do now? And then like, we have lists upon lists and, and he's like, okay, this week I'm going to implement this, this, and this. And then we meet the, ne- the following week and we refer to see what's going on. And then I'll say, okay, well, how about this? How about that? And I'll go, okay. And then we add it to the list because it's moving the needle forward. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm giving the strategy, but then I'm also saying, okay, so where are we with this? What was the result of that? How can we tweak this? I mean, you know that being an entrepreneur, it takes a village to succeed. It does. It really does. The other thing you just said that's real important. We have the strategy. That doesn't mean it's not going to change. Because once you try something and you think, yeah, that didn't feel right. All right, well, let's try this and work on that now this week. And then you come back. Yep, we land. That's it. That's it. So it's this constant evolution, like we talked about with the bio at the beginning, right? It's a constant evolution. We've never, we're never there, right? And and I know some people go, forget about this. It's it's exciting. It's an adventure, right? It's truly a journey. It's, we never make the destination. The destination's death. That's what I was thinking, but you said it. (laughs) Exactly. So for that yet, right? It's very young and I still have a lot of energy like you. So we have to keep reiterating. And and I love that accountability piece. And we do, we need coaches. Um, I want to, we're out of time, but listen, here's the deal. Um, I love Melanie's in my life. She's my peep, right? I'm, she's my go-to gal. Um, and I'm her go-to gal for certain things too, but I really want you to check out her website. It's vipdigitalcontent.com. If you have a question specifically for Melanie, I highly recommend reach out. She's lovely, wonderful, super helpful, and brilliant, by the way. Otherwise, she wouldn't be in my community. <laughs> uh, I only hang out with brilliant people. Did you know that, Mel? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Takes one to um, know one. Absolutely. Now, Melanie's email is melanie at vipdigitalcontent.com. 
Um, one more thing. There is a free gift and it's um, tell them about the free gift, but also tell them about your program so that they can download the gift. But then also if they're interested in working with you, um, maybe in a softer way than, you know, I'm writing a book and deep, deep diving immediately. Um, you have the Amplify Your Authority program. So just talk about both of them and the, the links will be in the show notes, everyone. Perfect. So the freebie that I have is your ultimate book marketing checklist, and it takes you through the steps that you want to, you want to take to market your book effectively. And there's also a worksheet in there that kind of helps you design your lead magnet so that you can kind of get the juices flowing, the hamster running in the wheel, whatever you want to call it, to come up with a good lead magnet based on your book. And then the Amplify Your Authority program just launched. I am so thrilled. It has been a work of passion and it's like my baby. Um, And now we're raising it and giving it out to the world. Um, It is basically a go at your own pace book marketing strategy program. And so it's got, it's got the modules. They're short. It's got templates and tools. And what you come away with is the clarity on how to market your book and your brand and step into thought leadership and you get to do it at your own pace. And the accountability piece that we talked about, I have accountability emails that send out to you to keep you on track. This is important because, you know, I know people as they listen, they think a book, who's got time for that? So the program, it's go at your own pace. You can work on that one concept for a month if you can only give it, let's say, 20 minutes a week, because that's what your time allows. You're a working mom, right? Um, You you know, maybe you're a single parent. Um, The kids might be in tremendous amount of activities, you know, depending on what age frame they're in, right? You have that situation with your kids, right? So that, that go at your own pace, I think, is a critical piece. I know I learned best with that. And then those accountability measures, it's just keeps coming back. Like you're 20% done with the program or however you have it set up, but it, it keeps you stimulated to say, Oh, I made more progress than I thought I did. Um, right. So it just keeps us moving in the direction of moving forward. Here's the deal again, right? We're providing this great information, this great opportunity, the free gift, and then the amplify your authority program. Um, if, if everybody doesn't do anything and they think, yeah, I'll think about it. Um, we don't move the needle. So if you're unsure, reach out to Melanie at Melanie at VIP digital uh, content.com or just download the free gift and peruse that and get your juices flowing and see if the program might be a good next step for you. It's all about progression. It's not about getting it right the first time, right? It's about taking those baby steps forward. And to me, that's when the magic happens. And with every baby step, that's how we get to the top of the mountain. We just have to take the first step. And Melanie could be the answer to your prayer. So Mel, thank you as always for a great conversation, but useful, useful information for everybody listening. So they have a start point of, even if they have a book published already, how can I magnify or use that book from a content creation standpoint? I have no idea if I should write a book. You've shared ideas about ways to do that and zero in on their genius. So just thank you so much for always sharing so much thoughtful um, strategies uh, freely. And I just think it helps people. And I, I so appreciate that. 
Thank you so much, Connie. I really hope that we have helped some people today. I back at you. That's, that's the objective of the show, right? So thank you again. And I, I just love spending time with you too. So, and I hope everyone enjoyed you as well. Um, so thanks so much. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question build and discover together that no matter where you are, whether it's business career, uh, in today's uh, episode, we talked about the book, right? Is that the next piece of your puzzle? Hopefully it is. And you have yet another resource shared on the show to help you move that needle and make that dream or that desire turn into reality for you. We all deserve it, right? We all we all deserve our art to, to master our dreams uh, and make them happen. And I hope today's conversation helped you with that. Um, thank you again, Mel. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, thanks for listening to Changing the Sales Game. Be your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. As always, I am honored and truly inspired by you um, every week that you join us on this journey. And I hope that the content provided helps you move the needle. I wish you an inspired week filled with love and a bunch of fun. Um, And I'll see you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Thanks. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.